0: Hey everyone, if you listened to season one of Between Sundays, you know that Nate and I dedicated a whole two episodes, two episodes. to talking about a very important experience in our life when Nate was in a band. Gosh. Very specifically a Christian rock band.
1: I like to really like hone in on that niche, you know, and it's we a spot.
0: We want to share with you like a special treat that we have going on. And if you are in the Port Huron, Michigan area and would like to join us.
1: We're getting the band back together, people. (laughs) That's right. Let's just call it like it is. Some guy thought it would be a good idea to invite Nail Point to get back together to play some festival. And we're just dumb enough to say yes. So we're coming out of retirement for one show.
0: When is it? September 9th, Mm -hmm. 2023. Where is it? It's at the Pine Grove Park in Port Huron, Michigan. And who can come?
1: Everyone,
0: everybody,
1: Bridgefest 2023.
0: So come on out, take a take a listen to Nailpoint. Let's see if they still got it. Oh, we still got it. Do they still rock? We'll find out.
1: You, do we do? And I'm gonna start practicing. So watch out. See you there. Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take, oftentimes, big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Between Sundays with Nate and Kate. Uh, We're excited that you joined us today. We've got some more stories to tell you, and we just hope to encourage you to be present intentional with your faith every single day of the week.
1: Yeah. Uh, Guys, good morning, afternoon, good evening, whenever. I don't know. We... A few years ago, we had some ideas to start doing some things, and we wanted to share about that today. It all started kind of with an event that we put on, and we called this, it was a little like micro-conference is what it was, and it was called Trigger. And the idea behind that came to us when, just kind of randomly one day, I was, it wasn't random, it was uh, our pastor was talking, and he was in Revelations chapter 5, and he was reading through it, but one thing he said was, how we were caused to be a kingdom of priests and to our God. And when he said that, that just like resonated in my heart. Like just that idea of we we're caused to be that. And then I started looking into that idea of just being caused. And one of the words it talked about was like trigger, like a trigger causes something to move. And when that came up in my mind, we, me and you started chatting about this idea about how everybody has something that they can do for the lord or you know just to like an offering to bring and that's where we started with it and we put together this idea of trigger which was um a little micro conference here in town we did it and from there we we got some ideas brought to us of other things that could be done or we could do cuz we asked them as attendees in this think tank portion that we had to come up with as many ideas for me and you to do as they could think of and that was really fun One of the ideas was what we ended up calling caring for kids.
0: Right. So in the think tank, The reason we had people come up with ideas for us to do is because sometimes when you're thinking about things for your own self, you just limit yourself. So as soon as you think of an idea, you think of 10 reasons why you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So to think of something for someone else just seemed like, okay, I think they could do this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how much you believe in somebody else, what they're able to do versus yourself. Yeah. which I think even the idea behind it in the um, conference was to lighten the load and it was more the idea to get people thinking than to actually give us a, you know, a buttload of stuff to do. It right. was like, it was more like, get your wheels turning, because just because you think we might be able to pull it off, we wanted the people to see that, no, you, you also have something to bring.
0: Well, we, and a big idea, a big reason why we had the micro conference was even just because we started to feel the reality of how much we had relied on our church to do ministry for us instead of like you said the lord caused us to become a kingdom of priests so it wasn't just your church is is ministering to the lord and you're a part of that although that is super important Um, but we just kind of felt like we had been just relying on the church to do ministry for us so Mm -hmm. we'd be a part of what the church was doing and that's all great but then there were some things that just god kind of Birth in us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> birth hey, know. tell them. All right. So talk. let's talk about caring for kids.
0: Okay. So one of the ideas from the think tank was, so there were, there were four think tanks of maybe like five or six people in each one.
1: I think there's five with 10 people, but go ahead.
0: Okay. So there you go. <laughs> corrected. I stand corrected. That so chart. then each group had to limit it to then their most favorite idea. Mm -hmm. And one of the groups came up with the idea of I think taking balloons to the hospital for kids. Yes, And so then as we were thinking more about that, um, the idea kind of got adapted to making cards for the kids and the cards would be made by kids for Mm -hmm. kids kind of thing. And then we wanted to include a gift, which we decided would be a small stuffed animal. Yep. And then we also wanted to do something for the parents. And initially, we thought like a coffee gift card or something, because our local hospital has a coffee shop you can go to. Yeah. But then when we expanded the idea, because we were, we were going to work with a hospital out of town, they didn't have the same setup, uh, we decided to do like a DoorDash gift card. So Caring for Kids was an idea that came from this microconference, and it turned out that we would invite our friends and family, and we also posted on social media, so anybody that heard about it, co-workers and mm-hmm. such, could come and make a card for kids, and then when they came, they could also donate a $30 gift card to Grubhub or DoorDash. And then we would, we would let the kids put together their own package, so they got to pick out the stuffed animal, make the card, and we put the gift card with it, and we delivered them to a bigger hospital. We're in Michigan, so it was like Detroit area hospital.
1: Yeah. I love, to how when we committed to the idea, it was really me and you committed to the idea. I remember we said we could do 30 packets, and then we blew it out to as many people as we knew to do it. And the first year, we ended up doing 100 packets, and then last year, we did it again, and we did 400, which absolutely blew my mind. Mm-hmm. That and just
0: our community, our friends and family could be that generous and provide gifts for that many kids
1: so we have plans to do that again this year and we're planning to go even more like why not push it a little bit
0: and the kids being involved in the giving this was just such a great idea that came from this think tank of Something that really just grabbed my heart. Mm -hmm. Usually, it's like, usually when we do things, if you've been listening for a while, you might have gathered Nate is like kind of the idea guy (laughs) (laughs) in us as a couple. And then usually I'll put like some bones to what we're doing and kind of make make it happen. Um, But in this case, when I saw the think tank idea, I was like, I can do this. Like I can start working on putting it together. And I just loved the idea. Yeah, so kind of ran with it. So it was kind of special in that way too, that it was something I felt like I took initiative on when usually I don't, usually I'm not that proactive, but
1: it I was cool. L- I love too how it changed even after it happened, because we packaged everything together and with the imagination that we were gonna, they would give one child this packet with a card, a gift card for their parent and the stuffed animal. And then the hospital took it on, dissected our packets, And gave them away as they saw fit and i remember initially being i was initially a little miffed by it to be honest with you
0: so we're going to talk about that like a little bit about how sometimes that idea like changes along the way
1: and we saw so
0: yeah today we want to talk about what we learned by implementing ministry ideas that we have done um just as regular people so this is what we've done it a lot of it has been outside of a church setting and we just want to um Talk about what that looks like for us and then some of the obstacles or advice we would give. And these might apply to other things too. So maybe not just ministry or things in a church setting, they might apply to life or to business also. And then we also want to talk about the difference between doing things for the Lord and like just doing busy work almost or just mm-hmm. coming up with something just to say you're doing something versus the idea of really offering something to God. Um, so let's jump in. We've got uh, seven of our top tips.
1: These are Nate and Kate's seven from heaven. seven. <laughs> Significant <laughs> seven. Magnificent seven.
0: No, that doesn't have the alliteration. Uh, okay. The
1: movie was pretty good. Okay. Number one. These, so again, this is stuff we just kind of have learned and we want to just pass it on to you. If you're trying to do something, take it or leave it. But I don't know, man. I found it to be true. First thing, it may not look how you imagined. Be willing to adjust the vision of your vision. Be flexible. Mm -hmm. And going back to the caring for kids thing, we had these beautiful little packets made up. We thought this is going to be great. And then we found out, we got a letter from the hospital later just thanking us for the stuff. And they um, would give a stuffed animal to every kid that came in. And then if the kid was there for a couple days, they um, gave them a card that was the handmade card. And then if they were in there for even longer they would give them the gift card. And what was funny, because my imagination was for the parent to have the gift card of the food, like so they'd have to run back and forth from the hospital, they could just order something and whatever. But when Shay told us, no, these a lot of these kiddos are in here and they don't have a good appetite, they don't want to eat the hospital food, the freedom to order what they want, when they want it, was huge. And it was just amazing to realize One, I don't even know how all that works down there. And to give up the freedom of thinking, I know what's best because we put these things together and seeing, no, you need to be flexible. Let it have some movement that like freed me up a little bit. But adjusting the vision of the vision was is huge.
0: Yes, that's that was so important because we we did. We had that picture in our head about like they're just going to get this cute little package like we had it Mm -hmm. just in the perfect size little baggie. It was all going to go to them. But. Bam, they made it work. And they made it to be a lot more effective than what we, what was our, what our plan was. All right, so number two, people you think will be 100% supportive of your idea may not be. (laughs) Boo. Friends and family will disappoint you, but be forgiving. Yeah. So this has been, this is true. A lot of people are at different places in their life and you want everybody to share your passion and your desire to make something happen. And when they don't, sometimes, especially your friends, you know, like you just picture doing the ministry or the work, whatever you're doing with your people you love by your side. And it can be really disappointing when they're not. And then that that also kind of goes back to number one too, adjusting your vision of the vision. But it's okay. People are at different places in their life.
1: Yeah, and and remember, you have stuff going on during life. So do other people. So sometimes they already have something going on or they're a part of something or their time's been committed somewhere else. And it's like, well, all of a sudden put all this weight, I am very guilty of this, putting weight on my friends or people to be like there to support it when they're like, dude, I already got something going on, man. I'm not trying to not be a part of your thing. I just, I already, I just can't be right now. So.
0: Well, we kinda, we, with our friends and family too, I feel like sometimes like we just keep upping the Annie a little bit. Cause it's like <laughs> at first, hey, will you come to this? I'm doing this lecture series at a coffee shop. Come, come support yeah. me, come listen. Like, okay, well, we'll come to one. And then it's like, oh, we're also doing this Cards for Kids thing. So it's, you know, you can donate a gift card. And then it's like, oh, we're having a Christmas thing. And yeah. so it's like we, we do. We, if people were to, if our friends and family were to be at all of the things that we've done, we would be asking a lot from them when they also have their own things going on.
1: Yeah. And a little annoying that even going all the way back to that idea of the lecture series, like my mind wanted them there for all six weeks
0: <laughs> six friday nights <laughs> like they got with nothing you going
1: on i'm like you got nothing this good going on I'll not to that. mention
0: they've already heard all your they stories know me. yeah
1: they're like i don't want to listen to you talk for three hours <laughs> okay kidding. number three you will have great reasons and excuses not to do it and your people will add to them be willing to do it like the reasons, I think one thing I, I did want to see is sometimes you'll have an idea, but your friends, um, they're not going to see it how you see it. And I don't even think it's out of being mean or, or, I mean, you can chalk it up to so many different things. It's like, well, they're being, they're helping you with wisdom. They're giving you insight. They're giving you all this stuff. But sometimes there's something in your heart that you see it, you can see it and we, we can give it away when either we ourselves make up all the excuses to get out of it, or one of our friends just doesn't see it how we do, and we give it away, and mm-hmm. we don't even try it.
0: Well, and sometimes people are trying to help you be realistic. Like mm-hmm. they're trying to say, you already have this, this, and this going. Are you sure you should really be adding this to your plate? And sometimes, yeah, like you said, that's wisdom. Other times, it's, it's not. So it's kind of, you can't make that their job to to make the decision for you. You have to know that even if somebody is giving you advice, it's your responsibility to either take it or leave it. So, and then another thing too about this third one about you'll have great reasons and excuses to not do it is these reasons and excuses are not like, they're not always just like, oh, I would rather go to the beach this day than do this thing, which maybe, that, <laughs> maybe that's enough of a reason. But um, like we had one before a Christmas thing we did, I had just had surgery. Like I was still recovering and that was real for us. Mm-hmm. Like that was a real thing. Like, it, it, are we really gonna be in the right frame of mind to do this Christmas thing after I had just had surgery or there could be a financial struggle or a job change. There's very real reasons to not do things. But when that, when that idea is in, in your heart and it's kind of come in motion, you know, it's worth it to get beyond the, the excuses and the reasons. I agree. And no matter what we've done, there's always a point like that couple days before that's just like why am I doing this? I Like why am bail. I doing this?
1: I always want to bail. <laughs> and I'll have I mean yeah, I think. So and I think it's just like the the nerves of the idea set in where mm-hmm. I'm like why am I so weird? Why am I why did I do this thing again? Or whatever why like why? You know, we could be normal <laughs> and not be trying to do something that just seems beyond My capacity, our capacities, but when it's done, you're just like this was it. It was so good to have done it.
0: Right, totally agree. All right, number four. Here's our fourth tip: solidify in your heart that if only Jesus shows up, your heart won't be discouraged. Be vulnerable. Mm
1: Mmm. That's hard. That's a hard one. Yeah. I, I.
0: Remember, we used to have a pastor that said, "You show up to your post, even if it's just you and your post."
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do. He get fired up about that too. Oh yeah, he loved it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that was like one of his his Pentecostal.
1: Yeah, he did after that, (laughs) dude. He's right though. He was right, and I think that's the offering to the Lord, and you know, like that concept. Because Mm -hmm. I, we did a thing, and it was a, um, you were out of town, so I was heading it up for that night. It was a holiday. Actually, it was a Memorial Day holiday weekend, and I went to this public place where I was doing my thing, and nobody was there. Like, within 10 minutes of it, it was supposed to be starting, it was, like, empty. And my brother-in-law, Brad, he strolled in, and he had the audacity to say, hey, if no one comes. Let's get out of here, and we'll to go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you little rascal. No, we're going to sit here and you're going to listen to me talk for 40 minutes. That was a hard one because that that challenged my, um, my psyche. Mm-hmm. Because you're there and you're putting something on. And when nobody comes to your party, that sucks
0: did anyone show up
1: yeah people came it was a holiday I, I think we ended up i'm gonna just i'll say we had 15 to 20 people show up wow thank you which wow. i was like god thank you now i know how abraham felt when that little ram started wiggling in the bushes and, uh, <laughs> a little extreme <laughs> yeah comparison but i'll tell you that stuff messes with you and you have to you have to realize no i'm i'm, I'm here I'm doing this, I'm, I'm, I'm scrapping together all the little bits and pieces I can to offer this, no matter what.
0: There have been so many times when we've even had Bible study at our house. And it's like, oh, did you just to see who's coming? And you didn't, and I didn't. So then we're just waiting and waiting. So <laughs> one person shows up a half hour late and you're like, all right, it's just the three of us today. But so funny. you do it anyways. Yeah, you do it. and, and You don't you, regret it. You no, know,
1: And you have good conversation.
0: You do. And you know, there's something about the awkward that brings people closer together. It does. No, it makes for good memories.
1: Yeah, it's it's good stuff. All right, Um, number five. Work within your wingspan, not someone else's. Be within my own reach.
0: Yep. Our reality is that we have so many committed family members and we have a good friend group. But especially when we first started doing things, we didn't have a huge circle of people. We didn't have like a public platform. Not that, not that we do now. I mean,
1: <laughs> I don't want to brag. But it was even less. But <laughs> I've got at least 200 like, people following me on Instagram.
0: So, so we could have rented a theater or a venue or something, but that would have just been like so, that that was just like outside of what we had influence to do. Like we mm-hmm. just didn't have that at this point it, any point so
1: (laughs) (laughs) still don't so
0: i feel like that is really good advice work within your wingspan because the reality is those are the people god has put in your life for a reason
1: yeah i honestly i remember this i can remember for all my church going folk i can remember sitting in the church thinking i could share something (laughs) <laughs> it's embarrassing to say out loud. Like you wanted to preach? Yeah. Like I'm like I think I could share something, and I honestly I wanted, I wanted an outlet, or I hoped for it to think like I think I could share something helpful from the gospels. But what I realized was I hadn't been doing anything since, or anything before, or anything. So uh, there was this reality check in my own brain and heart of like. Why do you? Why are you so arrogantly thinking you should have privilege to this platform when you have done nothing with the one that you have? And that was a hard one for me to, eh, maybe it wasn't that hard. It was more of like, oh my gosh, it's so yeah, true. It
0: just changes the outlook from waiting for permission to do something to what can you control or yeah. what can you try to do?
1: And I think with the concept of being in my wingspan for someone to, a pastor at the time to give me the privilege to share in front of the church or whatever four or five hundred people when I hadn't shared in front of five or ten people what even would I have brought you know so I feel like there's a there's an idea of like no know your lane because it can grow and God will expand it and He will entrust more to you but. What's your wing? What are you What are you able to do right now?
0: Like the parable of the talents.
1: Dude, let's go. Boom. Boom.
0: Thanks for being here with Between
1: Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net.
0: Uh, number six: Renew your mind daily and be willing to do a new thing. So the church. This kind of goes into what you were just saying, Nate. But the church isn't your outlet. You are God's outlet.
1: Ooh, interesting. Yeah,
0: I think um just thinking about that be willing to do a new thing. Like we started doing this was uh, right when COVID was starting. We started doing micro conferences. We had three, but the idea was just like it was a small conference. Mm-hmm. So instead of filling trying to fill a bigger space or a bigger venue, we would invite, you know, 30 to 50 people and just see, you know, see what came out of it depending on the topic we wanted to like approach but that was a new thing like we had never seen somebody try to do something like that before or like the lecture series at the coffee shop we never thought we never saw that done before to know how to do it but just being willing to do a new thing and I'm not trying to say that to make us look good because, come to find out, people have been doing coffee shop Bible studies since like the 70s. It was huge
1: during the Jesus Revolution. Yeah, Yeah. they're shaking it down. Yeah, again, we'll try that again.
0: We're really just repeating, but it might be new to you. Exactly. Be willing to do a new thing. Number seven. Number seven. Don't compare what you do to what someone else does because comparison kills vulnerability. It does. Thank you, Brene Brown.
1: Here's that quote, K. L. Thompson. You will feel insecure when you're around someone doing what they were meant to do when you aren't doing what you were meant to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And everyone starts somewhere. So if you're starting small, like if you have a small something you're doing, don't despise those small beginnings because those are going to, those will grow into more. It's just like a little seed. And then also if you're doing bigger things, it, it might be easier to think like, oh man, I miss the days when this was just small and intimate and it was cool and new and mm-hmm. fresh. But God, use it, he's using all of that. So for one person to compare what they're doing to another, it's not helpful at all.
1: Not at all. And I mean, to make like a little visual with the whole wingspan, it's like comparing a hummingbird to an eagle. Mm-hmm. They're both birds, but man, they're totally different deals. They are. And I think to compare the two is impossible, you apart a, from they fly.
0: The appreciation is so much different.
1: Yeah. So know that you're uncomparable. Mm-hmm. So stop trying to, to do that. Okay, so let's move on. That's our top seven. that's our Magnificent Seven. So
0: yeah, we've done some things as a couple with the help of our awesome group of people.
1: Yeah, we got some all-stars in our.
0: So, but we haven't done anything in a little while, like as far as like little activities and groups. And so we got to, when we were talking about this topic, we were like, well, does it feel fake? Because uh, we haven't been doing (laughs) anything lately, like not in several months. (laughs) And um, even some things have grown, like the caring for kids thing. Now mm-hmm. we have a nonprofit that helps us with it because it was yeah. just too much money coming through just yeah, what it? we could do. Yeah. So we have a nonprofit to help it, us with it. So, um, yeah, like th- we haven't been doing that like we used to. So it kind of, we are asking ourselves the question does that mean we're not like in God's will? Does it mean we're just being lazy? And that brought up a good question that you wanted to talk about, which is, you know, what do you think of when you hear somebody say just like, Well, what are you doing for God?
1: I'm not a fan anymore of that statement, if I'm could be so bold.
0: Talk about that.
1: I I'm gonna take you to John chapter six. Okay. And it is verse where's my little 28. note?
0: Twenty eight. John six twenty
1: eight. Okay, John six twenty eight. I'm gonna read this. So you got twenty nine. You got a Pharisee, a person of the law, somebody who knows the scripture. Comes up to Jesus, he says, um, Hey, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? And Jesus told them, This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one whom he has sent. And I just, dude, that changed. And I'm not trying to like um, make it tricky, like words, like, you know, because I feel like you could say, you know, the doing the work of God and like the offering of God is the same thing. But there's a sense in me now that I feel like that's like saying when somebody tells you to do something versus somebody that asks you to do something, you it hits different. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing might get accomplished, but there's a there's a different tonality in that. And I think that sometimes we have we've removed the idea of the offering for doing something. I got to do this and do this and do this and check this off because the doing becomes a checklist to me, mm-hmm. where the offering isn't. The offering is it's it's more true to me
0: yeah there's a difference between striving to do something or almost like making something up to do just either so you look good you know mm-hmm. so things look good from the outside or so that you feel good about yourself like where it becomes more self-motivated and and like there's a spot where it just crosses over from doing works out of your love from god and then doing work because you want to like prove it or something like that.
1: Well, it's there's a trickiness to it too. When it, I I feel like I know like full time like clergy or people that are fully they're paid to at to work at a church and to do that stuff, you know. So then like for me to compare as what I'm doing for the God versus what they're doing for God that is there's like a, that comes for, to me it comes with like a condemnation with it. Cause I, I nullify or simplify the littlest of things. Like it's not good enough. It's not real. It's not like an actual thing. Like what am I doing?
0: Well, and you're saying that too, like because you don't work in ministry, uh, I don't mean to no, mean oh, this, but oh. because you don't work in ministry, you don't need to be doing as much, yeah. which is not the case. Right? Because if you think about Paul making tents, he could have been doing more, more than full-time, priests or whoever was in the ministry at that time. So to say that isn't to say, oh, you, you can't possibly expect from yourself what you would expect from somebody who's paid. No, if God is asking for more, or if he's more. asking for different, then that would be what you need to do. So it's really just making sure you're not in comparison with that.
1: Yeah. And then when I think of, when I remove the concept of what are you doing for God with what, are you, what am I offering to the Lord? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, if I, if I go with what Jesus said, where he said, no, to do the work of God is to believe in one whom he sent. So yes. I simplify, that's my work as a Christian is to believe that Jesus is the son of God. That's more than enough work for me through my life to believe that and to hold to that. And then I take the offering of my life and bring that to him. Now it is uncomparable because I'm not. The, the work of the idea of the gospel isn't there it's that's why his burden is light and it's simple and it's there's a it's a to believe in me mm-hmm. now bring your offering and at different times you have a different offering which lightens the the condemnation and it lightens the the judgment and the guilt and the shame and anything because it's like no my work is here in believing in him my offering today is this yeah and then you're spinning plates you've got little offerings here and there and bigger ones you put things together and you you bring this you bring that it's It's the whole facet, the whole wholeness of your life that you bring to them. Mm -hmm. I love that.
0: And that also makes me think like there was a time when I did work at a church. I wasn't a pastor, so it wasn't necessarily my job to be speaking or ministering in a certain way, but um, I think like during that time too, I was working at a church, but that wasn't my offering to the lord like i feel like i was that was actually more of a job so even if you are paid for doing work at a church there might be something you you can bring to the lord like mm-hmm. something you could offer just that's in your heart or out of your heart something that you wanted to do or try or or be a part of that's even separate from that or um even with your family or in your home between Sundays
1: <laughs> oh.
0: so yeah I just said I don't know what made me think of that just think about that though so our whole life is really an offering and when we see this we realize that we do we bring ourselves every day like you were saying Nate. and um, one one thing is we say this but do our actions match it we say things like me taking care of and parenting my kids is just as important as me teaching a class on Sunday mornings or something.
1: Or me being on the worship team and leading yeah. whatever at church.
0: But when it comes time to Sunday morning, do we still act like that? Do we still say like, yeah, because I know we've had times when we're running out the door to church and it's like we're frustrated with our son or something. <laughs> and so it's like kid. all of a sudden, is it still, are we still living that way? Are mm-hmm. we still living like what happens in our home is just as important as what happens at the church? Like, yeah. So I feel like it is important in these moments and thinking about what is our offering to the Lord that we remember we're a whole person. We're not segmenting the ministry as separate from our family, as separate from our job. It's our everyday life is an offering to the Lord. Our
1: everyday, ordinary life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Another thing about that question, what are you doing for the Lord? that kind of rubs me the wrong way is the idea of like there's sometimes when we're in in times of where we're we're resting we're waiting for the next we're, we're like sabbath style <laughs> yeah. we have a time when we're just waiting to kind of um for the lord to show us what he wants us to do and so in those times it's it's not like we're being we're not a like dead seed we're just dormant mm-hmm so we're, we're waiting for the next season to come we're still pouring ourselves like we're still worshiping the lord we're still in our word and i think it's just good to give ourselves those stretches of times when things are restful to get some fresh perspective and to really hear from the lord so we don't just run around doing things that maybe he's not even asking us to do
1: yeah i think that's uh that's something you can lean into too with just the the stillness of what's going on if you need to be still um sometimes i've also found where maybe i am kind of like a like i like to have ideas and i like to try to execute ideas i've also learned over these past couple of years it's been very refreshing to be a part of someone else's where i can come in as a yeah. support beam or i can come in as a you know whatever an attendee for mm-hmm. goodness sake you know um
0: come in as a friend sometimes yeah, there, right? there have been times when we've felt like okay we could be a part of something in some capacity but we want we want to be a friend like we want to just be there for the people in
1: our lives mm-hmm. and that's that's a big deal that i've loved where we're doing that with some friends right now with some things they're putting some things together going after it and we're just in this position to be able to be friends mm-hmm. where we can we're not we don't carry the weight and the responsibility of organizing and directing it and go whatever however you want to look at it but to where we can just have conversation and encourage them and bounce ideas back and forth and it's just there's a freedom there i think to where we're not so involved that it, we're not affected by the the leadership portion of that segment but yeah. to be a friend of them is is so great
0: so man this is just good stuff to talk about and think about and and your own life to see if you're thinking to yourself, well, what am I doing for the Lord? These guys have done some cool things. Or maybe you're thinking like, wow, that's nothing compared to some of the things I've put together. And regardless, I think take some time to think about, how do you feel about that question? What are you doing for the Lord? And in your life, do any of these tips or any of this advice, does it help you out? Um, If you all have any questions or comments on this podcast, please visit our podcast page at Mm -hmm. MyHopeFM. And we would love to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening um, and sharing and all that good stuff. So have a good day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net. And remember, your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters.